It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery, the brand new Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia, Bethany Bend Road. Ashley Frasca is here with me this morning, not in the studio screening calls, but here with me as well as Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery. You can drop by and have breakfast on us. We have Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits here as well. We've got things to give away this morning. We've got a fall starter pack of pumpkins and mums as well as a $30 gift certificate to Pike Nursery. You can register for those and we will give those away a little bit later this morning. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Sandy has been waiting so patiently for us. Finally, Sandy is on the air. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. The grass sure. area is approximately 10 feet by 5 feet. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe I could get some plastic grids that are, you could step on them, but the, yeah. when you, you know, this, you could step on them, but it would still protect the grass. Oh, sure. Them. Yeah. But the, the, the dirt is to completely expose and it's coming out the rain's causing the dirt to come out from under the lip of the concrete and I'm worried about it destabilizing so I have to plant something back in there but the guy sprayed over spray of weed killer and he just killed everything mm. and so do you have a suggestion of grass seed to plant? The grid is a great idea for those listeners who are not familiar with this it's literally that plastic grid's a foot and a half or so square and you got holes in it, regular holes, and you put that on the ground and plant the seed over the top, and the seed then uh, germinates through the grid. And the grid actually holds the weight of a car or traffic of people walking there, and the grass then is not compressed. The soil is not compressed as much as it would be uh, if you didn't have the grid there. So it's a great idea. Uh, Sandy, so how much sunshine do you have? Um, the sun comes, let's see, about eight hours, I think. Awesome. We can do that fine. You've got any kind of choice you want. You could plant fescue grass now from seed. Bermuda zoysia could be planted, but it would be better to do that in May of the spring each year, not now because it's too cold or it will be cold pretty quickly. So I would say if you've got eight hours of sun, you've got plenty of potential for either fescue or the zoysia or the uh, uh, Bermuda grass. Maybe six hours. I'll still give you either all three. I will still be fine. <laughs> where you Sandy? Where do you get okay. the grids? Have you told Have you told us where you got the grids from, or what you're going to do for I, grids? I actually just generated the idea. I don't know that such oh, a thing man. even exists. I was yes, just it, does. it does. It does. It does. It does. There's some made out of plastic. There's some that are made out of uh, concrete, and both are designed to do exactly what you described to keep the soil from pressing. Right. I think you have to go online. There okay. may be places in Atlanta, some of the places that serve the commercial uh, lawn people in Atlanta may have, but I don't know one specifically. You may just have to go online and put a uh, turf grid or something like that. It might be the thing to search for in Google and see if you can find one that way. Thank you so much. I'm very Sandy. Hey, Sandy, you're the first person ever to ask me that question. I'm proud of you for doing that. But Dennis is in Hapeville, Georgia. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Dennis? Dennis, 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 Dennis has somehow not kept up with what we're doing here. So let's go to, let's see, Nancy. Nancy's in Athens. 
Hi, Nancy. Good morning. One more time on Nancy. There she goes. Hey, Nancy. Good morning. Nancy. Somehow we're not getting the right things on there. So I'll put it on hold and we'll try to do that. Let's try Nancy one more time. Nancy. I think my computer is frozen or something, Lorenzo, so he will take care of that. In the meantime, let's visit with Mickey Gasway and Ashley Frasca here. Ashley, while we're during the break, you talked about having been the traffic reporter Hello? for how Oh, there's oh, Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Oh, there's Nancy. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. I, I just asked, wanted to ask you, I've been fascinated by some of these orange flowers that come up with no leaves. Mm -hmm. It's just one oh, tall stem and a beautiful orange flower. Do you know what it's called? I see it in areas around that have been in established you know, for a long time, and I just wondered what they were. Sometimes people call them pri um, surprise lilies, surprise um, lilies? Um, naked ladies, because they don't have any leaves on them. The leaves come up and die down, and then the, the flower comes up. They're called Lycoris, is the, the botanical name. Lycoris. Beautiful. And we're actually selling them as the bulbs. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got the bulbs in pikes right now with our other bulbs. We've got a red one and a yellow one, and sometimes we have a pink one. The pink one comes first. And then, um, so I don't think we've got those bulbs, but we do have the red and yellow. Like so naked lily, one name, or or surprise lily, mm -hmm. or hurricane lily. Sometimes because they come during the hurricane oh, season, okay. got a lot of names for them. They're blooming next door to me in their lawn next yeah. door, and I live in a real old neighborhood, and they're mm -hmm. coming up in their lawn. Nancy, while we're talking to each other, let me tell the listeners another plant that right now is very noticeable is a tall, tall yellow flowered plant, narrow leaves, only about three inches long, but six feet easily tall and bright, bright yellow flowers prolifically all over it. That is the Jerusalem artichoke or swamp sunflowers, another name for it, exactly. And so they're very noticeable right now as well. So if you run around Athens and see this really, really tall yellow flowered plant, Swamp sunflower, Jerusalem artichoke, the roots are actually edible. I am told that one must be careful in eating it, that one would be quite gassy, let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> when, when one eats the roots of the Jerusalem artichoke, that one needs okay. to build up a tolerance for It's very fascinating them. to see them yeah. Yeah. with there's no leaves. Thank yeah, you for right. taking my call. Doing our best we can, Nancy. Thanks so much for calling. We'll see All you right, soon. go dogs. Go dogs, that's right. Dave is in Tucker, Georgia, joins us. Hey, David, good morning. Hey. Hey. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, on a Jerusalem show thing, I have a friend of mine in uh, North Georgia. Uh, when they plant the Jerusalem artichokes among other plants, you're talking about uh, four or five feet tall. But yeah. she's got some that are just all by themselves with full sun. She swears there are some that are 14 feet high. They're big. So. Yeah. Very They're noticeable. They're kind of invasive, too. Yeah, they, they spread, really the roots spread around. Yeah. yeah, so that's why people eat the roots off the edge, again, with caution. But, uh, Love yeah, them. they're a big, big, beautiful plant. Uh, question here. I've got some three-year-old butterfly bushes that are um, six, seven feet tall, and this year they bloomed top to bottom. They didn't bloom just on new growth. And uh, people tell me, well, just leave them alone. And I haven't, haven't trimmed them or anything in the three years. So I'm wondering, uh, upcoming this uh, 
February, March. Is there anything I should do to these? Prune them. Yeah. Prune them in so January, February. Uh, my mother's butterfly bush, it was easily, David, about eight feet tall, I guess, under the gutters of her house. And every January or so, I'd get down with my chainsaw and chainsaw it down to about 18 inches yeah. tall. Just whack it back. And mm. as you sort of implied, the new growth is where all the butterfly bush flowers occur. So that's why you want to whack it back so you get a lot of new growth during the spring and then the flowers come during the summer. So if you have a butterfly bush, whack it back pretty severely in January or February. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you very much. Now, David has a tall, Japanese, uh, tall butterfly bush, Mickey, but there are other, there are dwarf oh, yeah. butterfly bushes too, right? We've got a whole group of, there's some called Lo and Behold. Lo and Behold, that's the name for one really, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some really pretty butterfly and they bushes. Get, and there's another one, oh, like Purple Cascade is another yeah. name because they have the purple flowers on it. And, of course, the butterflies love the the butterfly bush and come around. They do. Ashley Frasca, have you ever seen a an insect that looked a great deal like a hummingbird, but when you looked at it, you thought, now that's not a hummingbird, it's some kind of bug. I don't think I have. It's a clear-winged moth. A clear-winged wow. moth, or a hummingbird mm -hmm. moth, hummingbird moth is what it's called. Neat. You'll see it around your flowers, and you'll know it's there because you hear a hum. And you know, man, that's not a hummingbird because A, it doesn't just zoom off and go really quickly away. It goes from flower to flower like a moth would, a little tongue that sticks like out. A, a bee, too. A lot of times yeah, people like think bee. they're bees because bees. they look like a like bee, like an inch and a half, two inches bee. long wow. like this. And it just goes and visits the flowers mm -hmm. like a moth would during the day, like I say, but you can hear it whirring as it goes along. Huh. Quite an interesting thing. The Love hummingbird them. moth, clear wing moth, the Beautiful. name for it. And uh, I just thought, Ashley, you'd need to know what that yeah. is since I'm mentoring you in your gardening education. Yeah, I've Same. never seen that, but I am still seeing hummingbirds. You are. Which yeah. I am super thrilled about. Right. It seems a little late, but I just put fresh water in the feeder about a week and a half Good. ago. So now we've had reports of people like in Cobb County and a little yeah. further west that claim they see them all year. Yeah, they are. But so as far north as I am, like North year. Cherokee County, yeah. they they do leave for sure. But I'm happy to still have them. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Good deal. This is it the is. time of year you'll see the um, the one the migrant hummingbirds yeah, coming they from, come other through from other places, different parts of the varieties. Country. Sure mm. do. It's seven eighteen at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News ninety five five at AM seven fifty WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Applause for the weather report brought to you by Ackerman Security today. A high of 91 degrees, low of 69 overnight, mostly sunny, of course, all day long. Tomorrow, high of 88, low of 70, same, mostly sunny. Either way, it's hotter now than it should be in October. I went to Croatia in the past couple of weeks. Thanks to Ashley and Mickey for hosting the show during that time. And, man, it was pleasant over there. Came back to the heat of Georgia when I was expecting it to be coolish at night. But it's October and still hot during the day, hot at night. What are we going to do with that? Oh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to people on the phones about gardening. Let's talk to Jack in Peachtree City. Hey, Jack, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Brother Jack, I'm doing great. How can I help? Yes, sir. I am trying to put the sod in next two weeks. Uh, 
fescue sod uh, in my yeah. backyard. Yeah. And um, one more question I have is how long should I before prep? Um, because they are coming in on weekdays and I'm working. And um, if I if it is okay to prep a week before uh, sod coming in, um, prep means you know tilling, removing any debris or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one question before, I have. Are you going to till the soil before the side comes and gets laid? Are you going to t- dig the soil up much, Jack? Yes, yes. I'm going. I'm thinking to till it. Um, yeah. You know, I already killed it. Um, you know, almost a week ago, two weeks ago, I sprayed the Roundup, okay. and now I'm trying to clean Good. it up. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like you're fine. The, even before the side is laid, you need to go out in the area that's been tilled, rake it nice <laughs> and smooth. If you can, Jack, rent a water-filled roller. You can get those from the big box stores. They rent them for 10 bucks a day or so. Fill it full of water, roll it across the area where the side is going to be laid, and it'll tell you where all the low spots are. It's hard to see the low spots when you just till everything up, but if you roll it across one time, <clears throat> you can see the low places and fill those with dirt. But it's harder even than that to try to level up soil or level up grass after the side has been yeah. planted. So make sure it's flat as a pool table when you lay the sod. Okay, but it's okay to do tilling, you're saying, week before and then do the day before or on the same day yeah. with the water roller, as right? As, as, long as, it's, as long as it's flat and, you know, roll out really nice and flatly for the sod to be laid, you're great. You're good to go. Okay. One, one more follow-up question. I question. was, yeah, I was recommended by them to use um, soil tree compost. Is it, is uh-huh. it uh, required? What do, you, what do you have to say on that? Uh, it depends on what, how good your soil is now. If it's all red clay, it would be nice to put some topsoil or something else uh, in there to mix in as you till. That'd be nice, okay. but it makes the, makes the grass able to root deeper and for fescue. You want the deepest roots you can possibly get because in the summer when it's hot, deep roots means survival, shallow roots means yellow fescue that doesn't come back. Okay, great. I think, yeah, that's, I got it. Thank you. All right. Good, Jack. Good to, good to talk to you. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. By the way, if you're planning, if you're contemplating planting a fescue lawn, I've been asked this question so many, many, many times that I put a whole web page together called Fescue123. And so if you want to plant a fescue lawn at this time of year, it's the right time to do it. If we get some rain or if you have an irrigation system, then go to my website, WalterReeves.com, and type Fescue Seed or Fescue Seeding, and it'll show you how to plant a fescue lawn, both from seed and from sod as well. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia. What a gorgeous new building right here we've got. You can come by and see us, eat some Chick-fil-A biscuits on us. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, man. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia. Gosh darn, this is a great looking place. Bethany Bend Road in Milton, or Alpharetta, if you want to call it Alpharetta. But the new Pike Nursery is just gorgeous. A great place. It's covered in flowers. They have plenty of plants on sale today, by the way. The pansies and violas, four packs for $1.97. Great price on that. Sasanqua camellias, 
three yeah, gallons, thanks. 29 bucks. Reblooming azaleas, 24 bucks. A whole big flyer that Mickey has in front of us right here. Uh, ornamental, let's see, the cabbages and kale. I think we'll have something about them a little bit yeah. later. Snaps are coming, snapdragons in here, garden mums all over the place. So go to Pike Nursery. Any of your Pike Nursery locations have beautiful flowers in them, and they're available right now. Now I'm skipping the line. I didn't call in to ask this question. Ashley Frasca from the normal <laughs> screening booth, the screening booth of the Lawn and Garden Show, but here with us this morning in Milton. Ashley Frasca, your question. So snapdragons. Yes. I only planted one lone little snapdragon at the mailbox, and he's just been so happy yeah. all summer. So all summer? All summer. All summer. Literally, like wow. a burgundy wow. wine wow. red. Yeah. All summer. So what do I do? Mm -hmm. Do what you're doing what now because you seem to be really nothing. good. You already had a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> so, but is that perennial? No. No. Mm. Well, it may just be the snapdragon that lives on forever then. Okay. It just may be the miracle snapdragon of yeah. Ashley Frasca. Usually, if you plant them in the fall, they'll get killed back when it gets cold, but then they'll come back out in the spring and they'll last longer. I planted in the it. Wow, March or April? Yeah, wow. Normal, normal yeah, and it time. gets a lot of sun at the mailbox. I plant it. So, all right, well, I'm going to get some more. Frasca, yeah. you, <laughs> sure you have a question it. about snapdragons this morning. Ashley Frasca will be here to answer your questions about snapdragons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. She'll take care of you. Kim is in Toco Hill and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Kim. Morning. Hey. Hey, what's up? Oh, sure. well, I have some absolutely stunning lace capside ranges that are about six or seven years old. Yeah. And they have always had a nice um, form to them. I haven't had to do a lot of trimming. And all of a sudden this summer, they all just kind of got super leggy. And I'm kind of in a dilemma because if I, if I cut them back now and do some trimming to make them more bushy, yeah. I'm going to lose my blooms for next year, right? You're exactly right. Oh, dear. Okay. So Kim is well, presented uh, with a conundrum. What do I do then? If I don't want to be so leggy, what can I do? I have a solution for you, Kim. What? What? Uh, the solution what? is this. Go look at your bushes. Get a bucket and turn it upside down. Sit in front of your hydrangea. Look at it for a minute. Thank it for being so pretty during the <laughs> summertime. You already admire it anyway. But then notice that some of the branches are taller than others. The ones that have um, the tall, tall growth are about four feet tall or really high. And some of them yeah. just have a little bit of growth. They're only about two, two and a half maybe feet high themselves. If you just cut off the tall ones, don't do shearing, just shorten the tall ones. Wow. Most of the time there are enough little branches underneath that part which will be stimulated to do the flowering of next year. And the ones you cut off now probably won't flower next year, but they'll make nice foliage for the shrub, for the hydrangea. So you can okay. do some shortening and some de-leggying, if you call it that. On the hydrangea now, it's just a matter of choosing which limbs to cut, and you want to choose the tallest ones. Just be judicious. Okay. Judicious. Right, what yeah. word did you say? Yeah. <laughs> judicious. judicious. Exactly. Judicious. Yeah. Be very judicious about it, Kim. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, thank All you right. so much. I, I feel a little better. All right, it. good deal. It's very important to contemplate the hydrangea before you prune, though. A lot of times, pruning is so much better done slowly rather than rapidly because so many times that I've cut off a limb and thought, oh, darn, I wish I hadn't cut that <laughs> limb off. That's oh, really going to ruin the color of the... Oh, I don't like that at all. So contemplate before you prune on the hydrangea. Prune out the tall ones. It should look fine next year. You'll get some flowers, I think, next, uh, next summertime. Betty is in Tucker, Georgia. and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Betty, yes. good morning. Hi. Good morning. 
Uh, I have a hydrangea that blooms um, in in the sun, and it got so tall. How how much do I cut that back, and when? It's tough on on encore hydrangea, encore azaleas, I mean, because, heck, they're blooming all the time. Mine has flowers on it right now. So if I say prune after it flowers, you think, it's always flowering. What am I going to do? Well, now, mine's finished flowering. I prune after that first big flowering in the spring. I think that's the safest time to prune encore azaleas, after the first no, big now flowering. No, I'm not talking about encore azaleas. I'm talking what? about the hydrangea that blooms in the sun. Oh, why is it on my, on my screen here? It says encore azaleas, Betty. So someone back in the studio could not spell hydrangea. It wasn't me. I'm here. All right, Ashley's right. here. So it wasn't, it wasn't her. Me. All right. So we want to prune back the ever-blooming hydrangea. Is that right, Betty? Well, the, the sun-loving, what kind is that? Starts with it's an H. It's probably limelight. Limelight. Paniculatus, yeah. And mine was the tall kind, but it's, it yeah. got so tall. And, uh, of course, the blooms have already faded. But do you I prune can, that way back, or how, how much do I prune that big? Uh, I prune mine way back. I prune mine back to you know, maybe 12, 14 inches. I usually wait until... Uh, February, but if it's so long now, you could prune it back some now. It's not going to hurt anything. But pruning induces growth, and if you want it to be green all the way down, and if you don't want it to get quite so floppy, that's what I do to mine. Did it say again? February is when you do February is when I do mine. Now, Betty, if you want to, taking away all the faded flowers is just fine oh, yeah. anytime. You know, they're sort of uh-huh. brown and not all that pretty right now, so you take the flowers off anytime you feel like. But then prune it back in February, way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah because okay. if you don't prune it back, if you just get taller and taller and taller, it gets floppier and floppier and floppier, and that's not what you want with the limelight. And they bloom okay. on new wood, yeah. and pruning so induces prune. growth, so sure. that's why you do that. Sure. I see. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You bet, Betty. Thanks for calling. We got George in Fayetteville who joins us. Hey, George. Good morning. Well, good morning, Mr. It's good yes, to have sir. you back. Thank you, sir. I live down in your old area. I live down in your old area of Fayetteville. Yes, sir. And we have trouble in our subdivision. It's about 18 years old, and it's in a basically in a pine tree forest. And the problem that we're having, a lot of neighbors asking me what to do about the roots that are extending out from the tree, coming toward their foundation and Ah. tearing up the lawns. And I saw, of course, Google. You can find everything. I saw formula. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the formula said that if you take the diameter of your tree and uh-huh. multiply that by three, it would be safe to cut roots that far out. And I'm trying to find out if there's any truth to that. That would be fake news. Fake news. <laughs> that, it sounds true. It sounds like it's got a scientific backing behind it, three times the diameter of the tree and uh, only on the north side. And be sure that you... No, that's wrong, George. Um, so here's the, the, this is the kind of thing that I have to say, I can't give you good advice because I'm not there on site to look at your tree. And the reason I say that they can't do it without a site visit is because trees grow in different ways. You have roots that anchor the tree. You've got roots that feed the tree. You've got trees that the form is such that there's a lot of weight on one side, trees that lean a little bit to the other side. All that is something I can't evaluate on the radio, and so you need an eyeball or two to come out and look at your tree. If you're concerned about how many roots or how to prune roots or keep them out of the sidewalk, out of the lawn, off the, you know, from around the foundation of the, of the house, the best people you can get are ISA, International Society of Arbor Culture, 
arborists, certified ISA arborists, and they are trained to within an inch of their lives. They know lots about trees. They're a bunch of tree huggers. They weep every time a tree is cut down. <laughs> and you find them by going to georgiaarborist.org. There's a whole bunch of people on there, and they all have their ISA number right after their name. They're real proud of that because they worked hard to get it. That's how you get an ISA certified arborist to come walk around the yard and say, George, that one comes mm -hmm. down. George, the roots here can be cut. None of this three times the diameter of the trunk of the tree. No. Okay. Well, I thought I'd better go right. to the person that would know more than I do. Uh, well, that's uh, debatable sometimes, George. But in this case, I know what's fake and what's true. And get an ISA certified arborist, you'll be way happier than with just my advice. Okay, well, it sounds All good, right. so I'll All right. take your advice as I have in the past. All right, George. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Let's get Libby in here. Libby, you've been waiting so long, and I hope we can do your question in about two minutes, Libby. Hi. Libby? Good morning. Yes, ma'am. So that's about two minutes. What's your question? I have some large encore azaleas from oh. five to six feet tall, about 10 years old. I want to remove them from one premises to another. Yeah. I need to know the size of the hole, the type of fertilizer. Should I trim them back? And is it the fall the best time to remove them? I will give you my rule of thumb, one, two, three, what I would do. All right. Here's what I would do. Number one, don't move them now. Move them in November or December. Number two, water the stew out of it before you move them because I want that root system and the leaves and everything just as full of water as they can possibly be. So water real heavily a day or two before you move them. Number three, make sure you get a lot of roots when you dig and not worry too much about how much soil you get. Roots are important. Number four, if they're really big and you don't want to move all that huge shrub to the new house or anything, you can cut them back before you, um, before you do the moving. And you said yours are like eight or ten feet tall. Heck, you can cut them back to around three feet tall. be fine. They'll be up to eight feet tall within a year or two. And so you can actually cut them back, wet it down, water it really good, dig a lot of roots. And the hole in the new place needs to be about the same size and depth as the hole in your old place, the old home. If you do all that, Libby, it'll be beautiful. You'll have a wonderful looking uh, azalea. It'll look great in a couple of years. and should not have any problem in reestablishing itself at the new place. That is how I would do it. One two, and three. Libby, thanks for calling. It's 747-404-8720-750. is the number on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the Lawn and Garden advice you need. Is it yours? We'll does not work on here. South Lock. Yeah. yeah. A little happy music there. Thank you, Jason. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, the high 91 degrees in October. Yes, in October, <laughs> 91 degrees. Low overnight, 69. Mostly sunny throughout today. Tomorrow, high of 88 degrees. Oh, a cool wave. And low of 70 <laughs> degrees overnight. Mostly sunny tomorrow the same. I overheated yesterday terribly. 
it was hot yesterday, and I was outside working and waiting on somebody to arrive, and they arrived late, and I was out there sweating, sweating, sweating. It was really hot. A full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Elliot is out in Marietta, and I want to tell you some truth, Elliot. So what is your question, Elliot, first? My question is, I'm, I'm looking for a hedge and a, between uh, down the property line, and uh, there's some shade on that side, and I was thinking about bamboo. I'm going to get a consensus from my audience here at the Pike Nursery, Elliot. No. Let me turn the microphone around to my group and say, would you agree that he needs bamboo? No. <laughs> There's 50 people plus me who say, no, Elliot, we're not going to plant bamboo. Only if you don't like your neighbors. Okay. I'm assuming you want to have good neighbors. Look, Elliot... There's not a single person I've ever talked to who's really happy that they planted bamboo. And there are a lot of people I've talked to who are really <laughs> irritated either at their neighbor or their own bamboo mm -hmm. because it spreads uncontrollably after you plant it. All of it spreads. Uh, All of it spreads. Okay. Uh, so, Elliot, now let's talk about what can we plant there that won't make Walter and my audience mad here. Mm -hmm. So we've got about two minutes to talk about it. What, how much shade do you have, Elliot? Um pretty good bit because it's uh uh hardwoods right right down the property line there Got it. and we and thinned out on both sides we thinned out trees but we still got a good amount of uh shade down through there yeah and so how many hours of sunshine do you think you get two five ten how many hours we get uh morning sun probably three four hours maybe and how tall do you want the screen to be uh, probably a good three or four feet at least. Okay, so oh, not you don't need good. to be tall. That was a sigh of relief from me and me right now. Yeah. Because if you needed well, to be tall, we don't have many solutions for you. But if it's just yeah. a three or four feet high, is that what you said, right, Elliot? That's not going to be much of a screen. I would, yeah, yeah. I, would like a, I would like to have some sort of screen down through there. But I don't see how you get a screen with three or four feet high. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Right. I'm sorry, maybe maybe five or six feet high at least. Is that possible? It's possible. Laurels. 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 Clara. Uh, laurel is it's called English laurel. That's mm -hmm. what I normally hear it called. Yeah. Otto Lucan is one brand, one variety name. So Otto Lucan yeah. or English laurel, laurel is one idea. What else? Making? Clara. Clara. There are several Clieras. There's one uh, called Bigfoot. I guess about eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. The rest Leanne. of the normal ones are smaller. Leanne is one. Oh, Leanne is one of the. So big. Yeah, Leanne, Bigfoot, Cliera. Um, okay. What Lugustrin? about Anis? Yeah, right there. It, gets real, it gets a lot taller than that. Most of them. Oh, not that tall. Okay, you print a little bit. Anis, possibly. A N I S E. Anis, Elliot. How about Ligustrum? And okay. Ligustrum as well. The Japanese Ligustrum, Ligustrum goes the, really fast. And hopefully it won't seed. Hopefully yeah, it won't be a and, nuisance. And that's, I knew you were going to say that. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> they sell them here at Pike, so we're not going to talk much more about the Ligustrum. But, but they do possible fast. that you will get some seedlings underneath that Ligustrum. And the honeybees love them. Uh, they sure do. The Boy, honeybees the love honeybees them. love Ligustrum. They I'm a beekeeper, so right I love. Those, that's so, Elliot, there's at least two or three there, the anise, the uh, 
Akuba could possibly go in there as well. Akuba, Anis, um, Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, Laurel. So you got several choices. If you want to go to my website, Elliot, uh, just go to WalterReeves.com, type the word screen or screening maybe into the search line, and that'll give you a lot more options of tall, short, evergreen, not evergreen, all the things you might want to consider before you put the screen in. It's 7.58 at News Talk WSB, Thank broadcasting you. live from the Milton location of Pike Nursery, 404-872-0750.